Hello and welcome to Autism Life and Learning. I am the Autistic Gecko and this time we're starting Life Topics. Uh, this time I'm going to focus purely on schools. I thought we'd start with a nicer topic than what I originally planned. The script wasn't that good anyway, so it would be fine. But schools are, well, if you're autistic, an interesting place to be. They either understand you or really don't. And I thought I'd do this one first as I've got, it's got a bigger chance of being listened to. So, <laughs> we've, yeah, I've got a lot in my head, so... And of course, this is completely unscripted because I can't read scripts, as we found out earlier. Um, the so we're going to start off. Uh, we start off with, I think, just first days in school. Uh, it's just one of these interesting experiences. I still remember mine. I don't know if everyone can. My first day of school, I got pushed into a room full of little strangers as they're meant to be called classmates i call them little strangers because that's what they were to me i had no intention of making any friends i just wanted to get the work done on that day and get out the only reason i remember that day really vividly other than having a really good memory Someone offered to be my friend. I kind of turned around to him and, and kind of said, "You you can't really understand me. I'm a bit I'm a bit too clever for you. I'll find other friends." <laughs> or something on those lines. Yeah, it it wasn't my best moment. The trouble is, I still haven't changed that line. That needs to be changed. I was. Five, I think, I think five. Um, but anyway, that's when I was in primary school, and of course that didn't get any easier. By year two, I was known as uh, the weird kid, not because I was doing anything odd. I could just work out numbers in my head, no historical figures off the top of my head and understand the bigger world way more quickly than other people and this is what cast me as weird I don't know why it's called normal now so <laughs> oh god I can really tell why it's weird uh, but but you, you can see where this is going yeah I got chased a lot and bullied not because I was autistic. Well, at that point, I wasn't diagnosed. I was just odd. And why do I bring this bit up? Uh, because if I had the diagnosis of autism then, they would have told the kids to stop chasing me as I was a very special child. I know they would use that language because, because I have seen it on other children or classmates at that point where they had used similar language and doesn't show how good my school was at that point but uh, yeah it when I see people with I've seen people with say downs in my 
um, school and they got picked on a lot and we, well, teachers did nothing. <laughs> didn't help the class. The classes didn't help. But anyway, the, I think I was quite thankful at that point not to be diagnosed. Although, in a weird way, not thankful because it means I didn't get special education we needs. <laughs> but anyway, when I'm going off on a tangent, but we, but for being chased, I learned one thing very good, how to run quickly. And well, that helped, but the teachers encouraged it because they thought it was fun and games. If they knew I was autistic, they would have told him stop chasing the poor special kid. Or actually words that are a bit meaner than that, but let's keep it child friendly because I really know what the score is like. Anyway, I'll move on to year three because that's when I had my next lot of tangents. Uh, well, school wasn't that nice to me, I really knew that. This one teacher, though, realised I was good at one topic. In my case, mathematics at that point, because I wasn't allowed to use science because I complained the science was too easy. <laughs> if you can believe that. But yeah, I we started using algebra at that point. For me, I've, I've been using it for at least a year or two by then, got really used to it. And, yeah, I kind of played around a bit with it and made my own bits because I got bored. So I got told I was being a disruptive and annoying child in front of the whole class. So I did exactly what she said. I was a disruptive little child. <laughs> I, I managed to spell out an insult with the algebra as she didn't realise what I thought was quite funny but apparently when you show it other people it's not that good anyway we're, but that whole year was interesting one, because it was actually the first year I was meant to be assessed for autism. And I got told there was no flashing red light over my head. So I needed to say what needed to be done. If anything needed to be done. And, well, I think meltdowns are a big red flashing light. And I had a lot of them during year three, year two. They, can't, they showed up as fights in playgrounds or in the classrooms where I would start throwing chairs at, at uh, teachers. I'll admit I wasn't a good student then, but I had no way of controlling any of that because what I thought was going through my head was normal. Because, well, too much information coming into my head, I've got to, I'm listening for around. 29, 30 people from my class, including the teacher, so 30, 31, somewhere on there. And that is a lot. You've got to understand, and 
work out who's saying what to whom and and if any of it's about you because my senses are high alert because I'm going into a meltdown and my first real proper meltdown the school pretty much told me to take the day off because there was no one there to deal with it or to put up with my behaviour as they put it so there was no chance of anyone being classed as autistic in that school because as the assessors came in they were oh yeah this is a perfectly well behaved child and he hasn't had any meltdowns hasn't, isn't screaming his head off so he looks normal yes I did say he looked normal because that's what they've said to me someone who is now diagnosed autistic I don't look it beggars believe at times but it shows something and then I'll skip over a couple of years into year six um so by that point on my plate was leaving my primary school to go to a secondary school so new environment new people having to put up with SATs because that's how old I am now they did SATs in year 6 and only in year 6 and on top of all that uh, a family issues back home well I had a few bereavements so change of environment at home as well and then they did another SEN test to see if I was autistic, if see what needs were meant to be met in my new school. And they went, why is he doing his SATs? We can't really do anything. We have to wait until he's finished them. We finish them as the year ends. So they have two days to assess me. The assessment for SAN takes a week. So you can understand what they've said. There's not enough time. We're going to we're going to sort out some of the other students elsewhere who actually need the help so I didn't get a SEN assessment then and we'll flash into year 7 slightly we'll flash into another bit in a minute but year 7 was where everything kind of went good and bad where I controlled my meltdowns somehow I had controlled them But on the other side, there was lots of new environments, lots of new classes, because we had to move to classes. We had lots of new people. Lucky enough, I had the same people in each class. That helped. But on top of all that, I had to understand each person, because at this point, our social peakness understanding being curious just kind of peaked for most people and of course we got things like gossip introduced because people can now talk in at lunchtime about other things than do you want to run around the field so you can kind of see where I'm going with this I had to adapt a lot 
to me this was tiring it was either get good grades or keep up with everyone else i chose to keep up with everyone else because my brain saw it as survival rather than if i get good grades i won't really amount to much if i can't do the freaking job yeah you can understand it from that point of view this is where the slight autistic tilt I think comes in yeah I had some people kind of ask me out that was time it really happened and I kind of went yeah no emotion what I'm I literally asked them how I meant to feel and they went I don't know I thought we could work that out <laughs> So, uh, looking back, that one is a bit odd. But that tilt of having virtually no emotion at that point, I hadn't introduced what I call my emotion chip. So, <laughs> funny enough, it happened just after this because of this exact issue of where people were using so much emotive language that I couldn't keep up. I, I'd either explain something in a neutral tone or just not bother. So, what, of course I did, of course, what any normal person age 13, I think, 13, yeah, 12, 13 would do. Read dictionaries, read books about how emotions are processed and what the meanings are. Then create a synthetic idea of what emotions should be and then use that as a basis to go off because that's how every normal child would do it <laughs> of course they wouldn't um, and of course that by that point they should have really noticed something was odd about him or me so I say where they kind of go are you okay and I go yeah I'm good because that was my go-to response. How are you feeling today? I'm good. Because it works in so many ways, it's brilliant. And I get to dodge all this emotive language. So, of course, they did what any natural thing would do. Or school would do. I can't really call this school a thing yet. Wait till a bit later. We've kind of um, had PE had a little meltdown in the changing rooms because someone had stolen my spot and I used that as the excuse as well at the time and they didn't even bother then but the person who was using my spot I couldn't get changed and I had class in 10 minutes and I knew it took me 7 minutes to get changed so I had 3 minutes to get from the PE hall to the maths department and of course most people are used to come and turn it late. I have to get there early. Hence why I said 10 minutes, not 15. So, you can work it out. Yeah, they kind of went, oh, he's a bit of an odd kid. And carried on. Um, then, on top of some of this, I'm going to flash to... Let's go for year 9. This is where all your options, what you've chosen, 
uh, will go into. We had to pick five different subjects. Our cores are core subjects we can't we have to do so these are extra topics on top of but core topics were maths english science and you could ask or let to do something called triple science that's biology chemistry and physics um as like three different like gcse's i elected to do that one first because that's primarily went to the school because they did triple science and for me doing physics, that was brilliant because that's what I wanted to do. Uh, and so I had to pick some other subjects. I think I picked geography, history, and electronic products. So I understood how things worked inside a box or how the boxing was made around the electronics. So like... I've got a microphone in front of me. I should know this has a, like a metal, well, roundish case with a little mesh on top. Basically, that was a whole GCSE. Really intense. But in that, I saw the electronic projects as my safe space, where basically because it was quiet, we were always on computers. That I had time to process. I had especially when it was double session it meant that i had a whole three hours of just processing the day what's to come next what to do this or as it was near the end of the week i think it was on fridays so it was um one of these ones where i could process what's happening for the week and as, so i don't get too tired as the end of the day is coming through like everyone else i can keep semi alert and don't spring out of control too much and <coughs> why haven't I mentioned the rest yet uh, history well I got bored really good memory already knows a lot about history I was told we would learn about different countries and everything else in that historic period we learned about World War One, World War Two, and the suffragette movement. Don't get me wrong, they are really good subjects. When they're not tainted by biasness. <laughs> and I knew they were tainted by biasness because when they showed us well like the World War One stuff, we weren't told about the <coughs> what everyone should really know about the football um Christmas Day. Uh, between uh, the England, the uh, the English and the Germans, uh, he had uh, things like uh, the Canary Girls in World War Two. The from all the manufacturing they would do, they would, the skin and hair would turn yellow, and would get quite explosive. But we didn't learn any of that. We learned about the idea of things like. Um, why it happened and even that was slightly tainted because they forgot the idea of like the French cut off the phone lines between England and Germany just before World War One. they went oh no uh, we cut off the phone lines ourselves and went to war uh, uh, when they started attacking France but no, that's not how it happened 
we have proof of this and they kind of turn me away when it came to the american topic such as the black power movement black panthers yeah i stuck on the side of surely both sides done something right yeah you can't solve everything by peace you can't solve everything by warfare there's got to be a mix mix and match and they went well you can't use that in your GCSE. you've got to pick a point i think that is a point <laughs> and it had confrontations like that um Geography by end of year 10? No. Yet end. Either halfway into year 11 or by the end of year 10. I can't remember. That's a bad point for me. But I got taken off the course. Not because I wasn't achieving well. I was getting these, these points. So I had room to movement before the actual GCSE. But it was down to other background social issues but it kind of felt a bit wrong I had no choice and all this was to kind of make the school look better and because my grades weren't reaching the same point and I can't be bothered to move into a different class with a better teacher or someone who can understand me that's the kind of issue you have and then, uh, of course, triple science. Well, like geography, I got moved down or moved away. So instead of triple science, I was doing double. So that's instead of three lots of exams, that's two. You think, great, less pressure. But it's the third paper I wanted to do, especially in chemistry and physics. Chemistry is a, the third paper was about things like how uh, dual atoms combine into making synthetic acids and things like that where you've got two or three different chemicals that shouldn't work but still work I, my fam well my dad <laughs> is a fabricator by trade so of course metallurgy is a brilliant example of that where aluminium is so many different types of metals pushed together it's a bimetal or trimetal yeah stainless stainless steel yeah, it's kind of that world I'm living in. So I should be good at it. You would have thought. But um physics, well, my chosen subject. And funny enough, the third paper was about radiation and nuclear points of blast and how movement works and forces and everything else. So it's all condensed into that last paper. As well as things like hard water and everything else what didn't really bother me but that's my specialty I wanted to do an actual GCSE paper on my specialty to prove how good I can be if not better than anything else because I just wanted to prove myself that this is what I'm meant to be going into it's a good idea isn't it I would have thought but this is of course my school they moved me down because my attendance was not good enough. These are the same people that banned me for nearly an entire year for being in a wheelchair. So, 
They can't really say my attendance is not good enough when they literally ban me from going to school at points. And I think my well, my attendance at that point was in the 60s. So yeah, it may not be good enough for a good mark. But it was a mark nonetheless. And I knew I could at least get a C in at least two of them. But instead of doing that, they just gave me some past papers and said, here you go, you can go outside and work on them. We've got to teach these people. So nice of them. And this was, what, just coming out to GCSE? So just before you really need to get some hard studying in, yeah, they decided to lead me to one point. Well, actually, they don't attend these women mocks. <laughs> and well, yeah, year eleven. That was interesting. We had some disagreements with uh, staff by that point. Where, funny enough, I had more arguments with teachers about the way they were teaching me because uh, I was told to by the SEN Co or Special Needs Coordinator special, ed special Educational Needs Coordinator that's actually called I just called them ITS because <laughs> they kind of were to me as you, 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 could, you couldn't distinguish one from the other they were all the same so they told me to find my voice and say something's wrong so I did to their face and didn't like it so Sen wouldn't support me anymore <laughs> that that backfired slightly saying that though they're also the people who got me um well I don't know how, what you call it they basically they were the people who said no he can't come in we have no one else who can help him as he's in a wheelchair so yeah I don't know what they're trying to say there but <laughs> that was definitely interesting. I had some arguments with our head of house. Not for any mean or purposeful reason. I wanted to be taught a certain way so I could understand so I could get the best grades I could achieve. And they said, well, looking at your academic record, you're not going to get them. So I went off on one. I think as you would. I think surely that one's normal. You're not going to get this. Yeah. You may be working really hard, but you're not going to get this. I think my target grade was C's and D's. That's how much trust they had in me. I think, no, sorry. There was an ex um, issue on that one. All but sciences. Sciences blessed me as D's and E's. Because apparently my attendance was not good enough. So my GCSEs came through. And, of course, in my case, I got some C's in biology and chemistry and a few D's. So they were right on some bits. On physics, I, I got a C and a B. So I passed overall. So I had C's. So they kind of marked me down wrong on that one. On my English, you can say how I really wasn't liked by the school. When 
um, I was one mark off my English and they couldn't be bothered to send my paper off because it was a C, not a B or an A. So some issues there. And uh, <laughs> and the only person who really helped me was my tutors at that point because well, they kept changing, it didn't help, but they understood that I needed stuff to be a certain way and they tried to push for it. And even they admitted that we can't fight anymore because it's, it's just not going to work. It's no point fighting a losing battle. They're not going to listen. And apparently the issue was because I wasn't diagnosed autistic or was acting autistic, whatever the hell that one means, that I kind of wasn't allowed extra help that because I was classed as educationally autistic or apparently is a thing only in schools though I don't always believe <laughs> can't. Uh, they allowed me to have extra time for doing my summer ex exams what was fine it allowed me to chill out a bit I think on the physics one I did the paper this is the one I got the B on I completed it in 10 minutes. It was an hour paper. I completed it in 10 minutes and went for a little nap. Because, well, it was physics. It was easy. As long as I got the bases right, I, it was fine. And I got a B. Imagine if I put more effort in, I could have got an A star. <laughs> oh well. Um, but, anyway, the autistic tilt bit. All these were, of course, difficult in their own ways, looking at them neurotypically. Um, where should I point out of um, that for all this, I had no friends or really classmates. Well, I think I had technically one or two friends by year 11, not so much. Uh, so I started out with maybe by yes by the end of year seven I may have had what I class as five or six friends by year nine that had gone down to about two but I made a new one so one old one one new one fine by year eleven I pretty much lost both of those yeah. <laughs> So, no one really to talk to. We only really talked to each other in classes or at lunch break if I was bored. And if they were bored as well. That one helped a lot if they were bored. And I was allowed in some of other groups. Year 7, I to help with my emotion chip and also to kind of stay away from some of the bullying that I, could, I was seeing around me, I hid with the year 9, year 10 gals. In my tutor, they kind of liked me for some odd reason. I got the nickname Dobby. So it's interesting that I go from Dobby to a gecko. There were some obvious differences. One's magical, the other one's, well, Dobby. <laughs> <laughs> that was so bad. But of course, you can. Yeah, see that I've always had a nickname of some kind. I've never really actually been called my real name. 
then on top of all of that uh, so very little friends places to hide out I just think a bit stupid year 9 onwards because I knew the year 10 girls one weren't that useful or outlived their usefulness and two wanted to dress me up in makeup so I did what any logical person would do became a librarian that way I was safe it was quiet and I could do something other than eat in a room full of loud odd people and it kind of worked until it didn't when some of the authors came in and you had crowds of people so logically I would run out of the library and into the atrium that's the place where we all eat because it was quieter in there than it was in the library and I didn't have anyone to sit with so I kind of found somewhere I could stand and eat and then find other places to hide and loiter I didn't do what some of some of my friends have done what's hide in bathrooms I, I I went to try and get away from a bully in there once and I got and I got something from the bathroom I think it was the bathroom bin or the like the towel dispenser chucked at me over over the top so after that incident I haven't really hidden a bathroom but it's you can see where some of this is where it's little differences but they're quite a lot like the idea of having little to no friends the idea of not being logical enough for uh, some people or the, just the simple bit of not having an emotional attachment to someone who may like me it, yeah you find these things out in, by yourself at school normally I had to find out on the spot whether it was in me or not and if it wasn't in me then I'm yeah fake it till you make it, it you, you're gonna have to now you've already committed and then you kind of find ways round. but it's it what for me it really shouldn't have been like that if you take some of the special schools they would have helped me with things like emotion cards or made me understand that emotion is this feeling and you get a more natural sense of it I noticed after actually helping out in somewhere that helps with special needs what should have been done <laughs> also found out though if <clears throat> if I if I didn't get into school partially speaking with with some bits of verb of verbal words because by reception year two I was still signing mainly so I still I still count it as non-verbal. <laughs> I found out and all that lot that well, it's kind of one and a whole uh, that if you miss something slightly that you slice whole whole way down the spectrum, and it's kind of odd. Anyway, uh, this is going on way too long I think for now. I've still got to edit all this. So, I will leave it here. Um, next topic, I will do a part two, I think. College into uni. Um, from there, 
farewell. I will see you in the next episode.